Shalom to all. Today's daf is Shabbos of Kuf Test. We're starting six lines from the top, the third to last one on the line. Today's daf is sponsored by Bishos Esther Miriam Masada Baschana. She should have incredible siyat nishmaya in everything she does. We're in the middle of talking about the Tanoim and Amirayim and what they would do in order to honor Shabbos. The Gemara says, Reb Chanina would wrap himself in his Shabbos clothing towards the evening time on Friday. Amar, he said, Let's go out and greet the Shabbos queen. Reb lavish money. Reb would wrap himself in his Shabbos clothing, Mali Shabbos, on Erev Shabbos. And he said, He visited Rabbi of Nachman's house. They brought out him three saw of wafers smeared with oil and fat. Amrulay told him, Did you know that I was coming? That you prepared such delicacies for me? Amrulay, they told him, Are you any more important than it, meaning than Shabbos? We prepared these for Shabbos and you happen to have come. Rabbi Abba would buy meat from 13 butchers for 13 simple astiri, which was a type of coin. And he would deliver them to the door. But Amrulay, he told the people in his house, Be energetic and hurry. Quickly cook this meat before I come with more. He would sit on an ivory stool because he was very wealthy and important. So he had an ivory stool and he would sit there and Moshef Nura and fan the fire. That was what he did, Lakavit Shabbos. Rav An in Lavish Gunda, he would wear a black smock in order to cover his clothing from getting dirty while he cooked. The clothing you wore while cooking dish for your master, don't pour a cup of wine for your master with that. Rav Safra would singe the head of the animal that he was eating. Eating. Rav Papa Malch Shibuta, he would salt the fish. Rav Huna Madlik Shragi, he would light a lot of lamps. Rav Papa Gadol Psilta, he would twist the wicks. Rav Chizda Farm Silka, he would mince the beets. Rav of Rav Yosef Mitzalchi Tzivi, they would split wood. And Rav Zera Mitzatas Tzatuse, he would kindle the fire. Rav Nachum Riyitzak Mekatev Ayel Mekatev Enofik, he would shoulder some burdens and bring them into the house. And then you pick up stuff and bring it out of the house. Amr, he said, Ilu Mekalun Li Rav Amir Ravasi, if Rav Amir Ravasi visited me, Mila Mekatev Nekamayu, wouldn't I pick up stuff and carry it in and out in order to make it comfortable and nice for them? Vikad Amir, and some say it was Rav Amir Ravasi Mekatev Ayel Mekatev Enofik. They would pick stuff up and bring it in the house and take stuff out of the house. Amri and they said, Ilu Iklu Lan Rav Yechon, if Rav Yechon came to visit us, Mila Mekatev Nekamayu wouldn't we do this for him? So of course we do so for Shabbos. And now a famous story. Yosef Meikir Shabbai Hava. Yosef was very careful with honoring Shabbos and he was called Yosef Meikir Shabbos. There was a non-Jew in his area that had a lot of possessions. The astrologers told him, All of your possessions will be eaten, meaning will be taken by Yosef Meikir Shabbos. So he went and sold all of his possessions. He brought a very precious pearl with that. He put it into his hat. When he was crossing over the river, a wind blew his hat off his head, and threw it into the water. A fish swallowed it. They took it out of the water, meaning the fishermen hauled it out of the water on Erev Shabbos, but it was already late and everyone had finished making all their Shabbos purchases. Amri, so these fishermen said, Man zavin kiashta, who's going to purchase this fish at this point in time? Amri lehu, so people told them, Zilu amtiyu lagabi Yosef Meikir Shabbi, go bring it to Yosef Meikir Shabbos, the Ruggle zavin, because he purchases things lakavit Shabbos Kaidish. Amtiyu liniyale, they brought it to him, zavin, he purchased it, kare, he tore it open, ashche be marganisa, he found this pearl in there, zavin, betlesar, ilyasa, didinre dava, he sold it 
for 13 attics full of gold. Now Rashi tells us it wasn't actually 13 attics full of gold, it's just the Gemara exaggerates and uses the number 13 when it wants to try to describe a large number of something. Pagabeahu Saba, this Saba, this elderly man met him, and we already know from the Taisus of Nchulin that whenever the Gemara says Saba, there's a Mada Amr that says it's referring to El Yohanavi. Amar, and he told you this from Micah Shabbos, Madi Yazef Shabbata, Par Shabbata, one that borrows for Shabbos, Shabbos will pay him back. And now once the Gemara mentions someone becoming wealthy, all the wealthy people in Eretz Yisrael, why are, do they merit their wealth? Armalei said, because they take off Miser. Shemar says in the Pasuk, Aser to Aser, you shall definitely give off Miser, but it's a double Lashon. Aser b'shvil shetis asher. You should give off meisers so that you will become wealthy. Shabbat bavel mahin zaychin. Why are the wealthy people in bavel zaychet to their wealth? Amrle b'shvil shemachabin satayr because they honor the Torah. Ubesharatis mahim zaychin. What about all the other lands? Why are they zaychet to have wealth? Amrle b'shvil shemachabin asashabes because they're mechabed shabes. Damar b'chiyah b'raba. Pam achas nisarachti itzal balbais beludkia. One time I was a guest at a balbais in ludkia. They view the fun of and they brought in front of him shulchan shel zahav, a golden table, masu shisha aser bnei adam, carried by six. 16 people. And there were 16 silver chains attached to it for the 16 people to carry it. And there was plates and cups and ladles and pitchers that were set into it. And there were all different types of foods and all types of delicacies and spices. And when they placed it in front of him, they said, To Hashem is the world and all that's in it. Meaning everything comes from Hashem. And after the meal, when they removed it from him, they told him, the heavens is for Hashem, and the earth was given to people, meaning everything is from Hashem, but He gave us all this wealth so that we can enjoy it. Amarti I told him, My son, why were you zechet to have all this? Amarti he told me, I was a butcher, and any animal that was very nice, it was good quality. Amarti, I said, Some of this animal is going to be for Shabbos. Amarti I told him, Praiseworthy are you that you merited to this, and blessed is the one that merited you to have this. The Caesar told Rabbi Shuman Chananya, Why is it that the dishes of Shabbos have this wonderful wafting and tantalizing smell? Amalei said, We have a wonderful spice for Shabbos Shmai. Its name is Shabbos, that we place into it, and it has this incredible smell. Amalei, so the Caesar said to him, Give us some of this spice. Amalei said, Ah, call him Shabbos or Shabbos. Anyone that guards Shabbos, so then the spice works for him. If he doesn't guard Shabbos properly, then the spice isn't going to work for him. And the Holy One of Hashem, the Honored One. Now this is referring to a specific day, and it's in the middle of the Pasuk talking about Shabbos, but we had already mentioned Shabbos, so why do we have to say, and the Holy One, seems like it's referring to a different day. This is referring to Yom Kippur. It doesn't have any eating or any drinking, so how are we supposed to honor Yom Kippur? Amr says, Honor Yom Kippur with a nice clean garment. And now this puzzle we just mentioned says, and you shall honor it. Rav Amr Lahaktim. This means we should honor it by having our Suda earlier. If we usually have our Suda late, so on Shabbos we should have our Suda earlier. Hashulamar, he says, that we should postpone the time of the meal to eat later than usual so that we'll be particularly hungry and eat with relish. The sons of Rav Papa Bar Abba told Rav Papa, What about us? That we have meat and wine every single day. What should we do different on Shabbos? If you usually make your meal early, so then you make your Shabbos meal later. If you're accustomed to making it late, so make it earlier.
And now talking about the proper timing of a Shabbos meal, Rav Sheshes, Bekaita, in the summer, he would sit the Rabbanon in a place where the sun reached, and Besisva, in the winter, he would sit the Rabbanon in a place where it got very shady, so they should get up very quickly. Rav Sheshes was blind, and therefore he didn't know what time it was, so therefore he made sure that the Rabbanon sat in a place where during the summer it would get sunny, and when it got sunny and hot, so he would hear from the shifting of the Talmudim that it was time to end the job so they can go home to eat. And same thing in the winter, he would sit them in a place where it would get cool so he would know that when they were shifting that it was time to get up and go to the, have the Shabbos Suda. Reb Zeira, on the top, Mahadra Azuze Zuze he would look for the pairs of rabbis that were sitting and talking and learning. Amar Luhu, he would tell them, I beg of you, please, please do not be Machal Shabbos, meaning even though you're engaged in learning, please make sure to be Ma'anik Shabbos and go have your Shabbos Suda properly. Even a person davens by himself on Erev Shabbos, Tzarech Lemer Vaychulu, he has to say Vaychulu, this is referring to Friday night. Dom Rav Hamnun, Rav Hamnun says, Kol Mespal Be'er Shabbos, anyone that davens Friday night, Vaymer Vaychulu, and he says Vaychulu, Ma'ala Olav HaKasav, the Pasuk treats him, Kilu Nasa Shutaf LaKadosh Baruch Hu B'Maisa B'Rashis, as if he's a partner with Hashem in creating the world. Shen Emerit says in the Pasuk, Vaychulu, Al Tikri Vaychulu, don't read it as Vaychulu, as in they, the heavens and earth were completed, Ela Vaychalu, and they completed them, meaning Hashem and people. And Amr Belezer Kemaisa. How do we know that just by saying Vayichulu, it's like he actually did the work of creation? Shemar says in the pasuk, "Bedvar Hashem with the word of Hashem, Shemayim Nasu, heavens was created." So we see that with just Dibor, it's considered like an action was done. Amr Chizu Amr Mar Ukva, call Mispal Be'er Shabbos, and in the Davens on Erev Shabbos, meaning Friday night. Amr Vayichulu, and he says Vayichulu. Shnei Malchei Hashars Hamlavin Loi Laadam, the two Malachim that accompany him, which we'll learn about in a second. Manichein Dem Al Reishe, they place their hands on his head. Vayimr Mlay, and they tell him. Your iniquity is turned away and your sin is forgiven. There's two heavenly angels that escort him on Friday night from Shoal to his house. One's good and one's bad. When they come to his house, and they find a candle lit. And the table is set. And his bed is set. The good Malach says that the next Shabbos should be just like this. And the bad angel has to answer Amen against his will. The Mlavit of his house does not look like this. The bad Malach says it should be Hashem's will that the next Shabbos looks like this. And the good Malach has to answer Amen against his will. A person should always set his table beautifully on Erev Shabbos, even though he's only going to be eating Kazayas. A person should always set his table beautifully on Maitzi Shabbos, even though he's only going to be eating Kazayas. This is referring to eating Mlava Malka. Drinking hot water and washing in hot water. Maitzi Shabbos, Mulugma, his very healing has a lot of curative properties. Hot bread on Maitzi Shabbos, Mulugma, is very curative. They would make for him the third calf out of its mother, meaning it was a very choice calf. And Hava Achominei Kulyasa, he would only eat the kidney out of this calf. Kigod Lavim Bray, when Avimi, his son, grew up, Amrle, his son, told him, Lam Lachalav Sude Kulei Hai, why do you have to waste this entire calf just to eat the kidney? Nishbe Kulyasa Mal Shabbata, save the kidney of the calf that you shacht on Arab Shabbos, save it from Matzah Shabbos. So Shavkuhu, they left that kidney over and they didn't shacht this calf on Matzah Shabbos. Vasa Ari Vachle, but in the meantime, a lion came and ate that calf. So we see that anyway, they should have shachted that calf because it's not considered like it was wasted. The line got to it. 
Anyone that answers a main Hishmi Rabbim Varach with all of his Kayach, Rashi says, with all of his concentration, Taisu says he answers it loudly. Karun like Zardina, they're going to tear up the Zardin that was written against him. Shinamar says in the Pasuk, when calamities are averted in Yisrael, when the people dedicate themselves, Baruch Hashem, bless Hashem. My time at Parai Parais, what's the reason that these calamities are averted? Mishom de Baruch Hashem. It's because people dedicated themselves to bless Hashem. And a similar Joshua, Rabbi Chiyobar Abba Amr Rabbi Yechanan, I feel yesh by Shemet Shalvedizar, even if a person has some sort of trace of a Vedizar in him, Meichem Light will be forgiven to him. Ksiv HaKat says over here, Bifraya Parais, when Parais, are averted. And it says over there in regards to the Egel Hazav, Ki Paruahu. Moshe Rabbeinu saw that the people were Parua uncovered, meaning they were doing Avaidazara. So we see that even if a person has some sort of Avaidazara within him, if he says, Amen Yeshme Rabbah with all of his Kayach, so he's going to be forgiven for that sin. Amr Shlakish Shlakish says, Call Aina Amen Bechal Kayachai. Anyone that answers Amen with all of his might, Peschal and Shari Gan Eden, they open up the gates of Gan Eden for him. Shinemar says in the Pasuk, Peschu Sha'arim Viyavai Goit Sadik Shemremunim. Open, O gates, and let enter the righteous nation, Shemer Munim, that keep the faith. Altikri Shemer Munim, don't read it as those that keep the faith. Amen, they say Amen, and that's going to open up the gates of Gan Eden. My Amen, what does the word Amen mean? Amrab Chanina, he says, Kel Melech Naaman, Hashem is a trustworthy king. Amrab Yehuda Breder B'Shmuel Mishmei Durav, Ein Hadleikim Mitsuya, fires are not common, Elbum Kam Shesh Bechil Shabbos, except in a place where there's Chil Shabbos. She never says in the Pasik, Vim Loisish Mu'elai, if you will not listen to me, Lakadish Yom Shabbos, to say, Sanctify the Shabbos day, masa, and not to carry any burden. And the Pasuk continues, and I will ignite a fire in its gates, and it will consume the palaces of Yushalayim, and it will not be extinguished. And the Gemara asks, So, my what does that mean, and it won't be extinguished? The fire is going to happen at a time where there are not a lot of people to extinguish it, and that's going to be on Shabbos. People are in their houses, they're eating, you're not really able to extinguish a fire on Shabbos, depending on the circumstances. Stance, and that's because of Chil Shabbos, this fire is going to burn on Shabbos. Amr Abayah and Abayah says, Yerushalayim was only destroyed because there was a lot of Chil Shabbos in it. Shinamar says, And from my Shabbosim, they averted their eyes, and I became profaned in their midst. And this is referring to the destruction of Yerushalayim. And now, once we mention the destruction of Yerushalayim, the Gemara continues in that vein. Amr Yerushalayim was only destroyed because they neglected to in the morning and at nighttime. Shinamar says in the Pasuk, Woe to those that rise early in the morning and pursue old wine, and the Pasuk continues, and they stay late at night to drink wine. Uksiv, and it says in another Pasuk, And the harp, and the nevel, and the drum, and the flute, and the wine, these are their parties. Mishtehem means parties. And to the works of Hashem, they do not gaze. Meaning they pay no attention to the works of Hashem, to the obligation to say Shema Yisrael therefore my people have gone into the exile meaning for their failure to recognize the importance of saying Shema and Omar of Hamnuna wasn't destroyed it's because the Tinoikesh Shabbos the children were stopped from learning Shemrat says in the Pasuk to pour out on little children in the streets we're referring to pouring fury and wrath on these little children in the streets. And the Gemara explains, Matam what's the reason that this fury is being poured out on these children? Mishum, the oil b'chutz, because the little children are in the streets and they're not in Cheder learning Taira. Amr Ula Ula says, Yerushalayim was only destroyed because they had no shame for each other. Shinemar says, Hayvishu, Kisay Eva Asu, they should have been ashamed. 
for they committed an abomination. And they were not ashamed at all. Meaning people are doing wrong things and they weren't even embarrassed to do these wrong things. Yishlam is only destroyed because the small and great were considered equal. Shana says in the Pasuk, and it will be just like the people, so too with the Kayin. Uksim Basrein says right afterwards, Hebaik the land will be utterly emptied because if there's no chashivas given for Torah scholars and people that are of importance and everyone's considered equal, so then no one deserves to be in Eretz Yisrael. It's because people did not chastise and admonish each other. She never says in the past, its leaders were like deer that found no pasture. Just like this deer, when they walk together, so the head of one is bent downwards towards the tail of the other one, and they can't see where they're going. They just blindly follow the one in front of them. So to the Jews of that generation, they buried their faces in the ground to avoid seeing all the bad things everyone else was doing around them. And they didn't chastise each other for doing wrong things. And Amar of Yehuda, Yerushalayim is only destroyed because were demeaned and ridiculed in it. Shinemar says in the Pasuk, but they mocked the messengers of God, Ubaizim Devarov, and despised his words, Umetateim Beneviov, and scoffed at his prophets, Ad Alois Hamas Hashem Baamoy, until the wrath of God rose up against his people, Ad Lain Marpa, until there was no remedy. And the Gemara says, My Ad Ain Marpa, what does it mean there's no remedy? Amrav Yehuda Marav, Kalmavazal Tamir Chachamim, anyone that ridicules Tamir Chachamim, Ain Loy Fulam Akasai, there's no remedy for his wound. That's because the Tamir Chachamim are there to teach us how to act properly, and one that ridicules Tamir Chachamim, that means they're never going to learn how to act properly, and what to do, and how to do Chuva, so therefore there's no remedy for their wound. And Amrav Yehuda Marav, my Dachsev, what's Pshat in the Pasak, Al Tigum Shichai, don't touch my anointed ones, Uvin Vi Al Tereu, and to my prophets, don't do harm, Al Tigum Shichai, Elu Tenekisha Bisrab, and this is referring to the school children, they're studying Torah, Uvin Vi Al Tereu, Elu Tamir Chachamim, this is referring to the Tamir Chachamim. And now that we had mentioned the importance of the children learning Torah, the Gemara says, Amrav Shalakish Mishum Rabbi Yehuda Nesia, Eno Elim Eskayim El Bishvil, Hevel Tenekisha Bisrabon, the world only continues to exist because of the breadth of the Tenekisha Bisrabon of the children. Meaning them studying Torah. What about my breath and your breath? We learn Torah, isn't that Chashev? Amrlei said, There's no comparison to Hevel, to Torah that has sin, to Torah that doesn't have sin, and the children under 13 years old, they're not held responsible for any of various they do, so therefore it's pure and unadulterated. And the Gemara continues, We're not going to stop the school children from learning Torah, even for building Beis Amikdash. I've received the following tradition from my fathers. Some say that he said that he received it from your fathers, meaning from Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi's ancestors. Any city that doesn't have school children learning Torah, it's going to be destroyed. And Ravina Amar, it's going to be completely annihilated. There's not going to be any trace of it left. Rav says, Yushalayim is only destroyed because the people of truth and honesty disappeared from it. Shnemer says, Search in the open places of Yerushalayim, and see now and know, and seek in its streets, 
if you will find a man, in Yesh Oizim Mishpat, if there's a person that dispenses justice, Mivakesh Emuna, who seeks the truth, Ve'eslachla, and I will forgive her, meaning I won't destroy Yerushalayim. And it means that there was no one there that was a truth seeker, that was a truly honest person. Gemara says, Eni, is that so? Amr of Katina, of Katina says, Even at the time of Yerushalayim's downfall, the people of Amana, again, these truthful and honest people didn't disappear from it. Shinemar says in the Pasuk, a man is going to grab hold of his brother of the house of his father, it just means his relative or someone that he knows, and say, You have a garment, be a chief for us. So now we're just going to understand the Pasuk before we come to our question. Matters, referring to Tyra, that people cover up with a garment you have in your hand. Meaning, when you ask someone if they know a halacha or if they know some sort of Tyra and they don't know, they pretend they didn't hear you, it's like covering it up with a garment, but you have that you know Torah, you're a Torah scholar. The Apostle continues, and let this stumbling block be under your hand. Since you're knowledgeable, we want the teaching of Torah to be under your hand, meaning we want you to lead us. And now the Gemara is going to explain why Torah is called the stumbling block. Matters that people don't fully understand unless they stumble over them. You try to learn pshat, you don't understand, then you get the wrong pshat until you finally get it. So you have that in your hand, meaning you're a Talmud Chacham, please lead us. And the Pasuk says, be a chief for us. The next Pasuk tells us, he's going to raise up on that day saying, I will not be a ruler. And the Lashon of Yisa really means a Shvu. He's taking an oath for Chenuemer. says in the Pasuk, don't raise up Hashem's name, meaning don't take Hashem's name in vain. And the Pasuk says, I will not be a ruler. What does this mean? I was not of those that shut themselves. Chayvesh is like to shut yourself off in the house of study, meaning I wasn't a masmid and I don't really know my learning. And similar Pasuk continues, and in my house there's no bread and no garment. What does that mean, no bread and no garment? I don't have in my hand, not Mikra, not Mishnah, not Gemara, meaning even though maybe I look like a Talmud Chacham, I'm not really anything. I can't be your leader. I can't be Rav, I can't teach you Tyra. So we see from here that even at the time of Yerushalayim's downfall and people would ask someone to be their leader and to be their Rav, he was honest with them. He was an Ish Amana. So how could we say that there was no more Anshe Amana? The Gemara says, Umimai, who says that just because this person admitted that he didn't know Tyra, so that means that he's full of integrity? Dilma Shani Hassan, perhaps that case is different. The Amr Gamirna, if he would tell the people, yeah, 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 I am Chashiv, I do know Tyra, Amrulay, they would tell him, okay, Amalon, so why don't you teach us something? And he would be uncovered as a fraud. So it doesn't mean that he's really honest. Mara says no, because if he was dishonest, he should have told them, Gamar, I did learn Vishachach, it's just that I forgot my learning. My what's the meaning that he said Klal, that means I'm not knowledgeable at all. I never went to the base Majish, I don't really know Torah, even though I look like it. So we see that there were Anshaymana, there were people that were full of integrity, even at the time of the destruction of the base of Mikdash. Mara says Kasha, it's not a problem. If Katina's statement is talking about matters of Torah, then in terms of Torah learning, people were honest that they weren't actually Talmud Chachamim. But Rava's statement that there were no more Anshemon at the time of the destruction of Yerushalayim is regarding to business dealings, Masa Umatan, and the Pasuk that we had quoted as support for that actually makes sense because it said, go out into the open places of Yerushalayim and seek in the streets, and that's where business was done, and there was no more Anshemon then. We should all be Zaycha to be Anshemon, both in business dealings and in Tyra. Everyone should have a wonderful day.